Hello, is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> yes, it is. Hello, I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Welcome. Happy Monday. Are you wearing your Monday hats? I hope so, because I can't. My head, it won't fit on my head. It won't fit on my head. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being you. And this is how we do. Yesterday, how was your weekend? Yesterday, I went to the Academy Museum of Arts, Pictures, and Motion Sciences. It was pretty phenomenal. It was pretty cool. Uh, I saw, I got to meet C-3PO. Have you ever met C-3PO? No? Well, he's shiny. He's very shiny and new. Um, one of my favorite things about the Star Wars movies, it's the best way to start out a conversation with people that you don't know. I actually had an action-packed weekend. I, on Friday, went to a musical showcase. It was phenomenal. I went for uh, someone named Wokes, except I just remembered how to say their name just now because it's spelled V like with a dot over it and an O with like a line over it and X with like a Q over it. And uh, their name is Wokes. It's not, it's not a problem at all with marketing. <sighs> I imagine. I imagine they run into some trouble. But they were a phenomenal singer. Turned out, actually, I've seen them. Hey, Judella19. What was my favorite part of the museum? Uh, here, let me put the chat on. I forgot to put the chat on. I'm flickering. Do you see the flicker? Uh, oh, the screen went away. Oh, man. You know what's hilarious? Let me tell you. Not only is comedy hilarious, but you wouldn't believe this. Uh, my keyboard... I spilled coffee on it last week. <laughs> I spilled coffee on my keyboard last week. You would be you'd be surprised. Anyway, cheers. Here's to some more coffee. Um well I just wanted to say that Wokes, very good artist. Go check them out on the internet. It's uh, I think it's it's me VOX. It's me VOX on the internet. Check them out. They are good. I actually saw them a few years ago when I was hired to do photography at an event, and they, they do put on a really cool performance. Um, my friend is their makeup artist, actually, and, and uh, so we both went. And I was highly amused. I, I had a problem a, a few years ago because, <laughs> because my band was called VEDA, V-A-E-D-A. It was very confusing for people to say it, they didn't understand what it's, how to say it, or it was, it was it was confusing for a lot of people. So since then, I've made things easy. Like my name rhymes with full throttle, so that's why it's called Aristotle Full Throttle. Welcome, Judy, to the chat. Let me play your intro. Then they'll make it the twenty second day in a row that I've heard this song. <laughs> oh man, everything's so laggy right now. Hang in there for the lag, folks. Anyway, I'm going to cut this uh, intro because it's super laggy. Anyway, it's uh, our favorite band ever, Chumbawamba. Welcome, Judy, to the show. How are you? The, the most favorite band ever. Everybody loves Chumbawamba. You guys know Chumbawamba. All the greatest hits. The classics. We've got <laughs> Proven to be the one of the most legendary bands. There's the Beatles, there's Led Zeppelin, and there's Chumbawamba. <laughs> how are you judy i'm good i'm good I'll, i will never let this go judy and i have been friends for uh 30 years probably now which makes us 31 yeah 
That's good. That's probably yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you um, asked me a question uh, about what was my favorite part of the Academy Museum? I saw it in the chat. Um, have you ever? Yeah. Do you like the Academy? I saw some of the pictures that you posted. So. I was excited. Was, there was some cool stuff in there. There was some really cool stuff. I was super excited because, as you know, if you've been watching the show, and Judy, I know you have. Uh, th- uh, I like movies. <laughs> and yeah. This whole, it's just, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's an entire <laughs> it's an entire museum dedicated to uh, dope AF movies. And I've watched a bunch of them, and it was cool to just see them. Um, my favorite part of the museum it might have been this the area where they had like the life size uh, props. Like there has a life size ET. There was a life size C three PO and R two D two. There was Arnold Schwarzenegger's head from the Terminator. Just his <laughs> head. It was disturbing. <laughs> I'll drop that, that in the Discord. <laughs> That's a bonus. Um, nice. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it was super low key, but you know, I just chilled and watched way too much television, and that's what I wanted to do. I did You're not allowed. see the Batman though. I was I was going to, and then I decided I didn't feel like leaving the house. So, at some point right. this week, I will watch the Batman. I promise. Okay, well that's good. We want you to see <laughs> the Batman. Did you hear that? Okay, good. Uh, sorry, I was I was yeah. just checking the, the uh, sound effects. You did not see the Batman. That's okay. You're not required to. However, it does help when uh, if you want to talk about it. But because I I do want right. to talk about it, but I think I think there needs to be a little more than the first weekend to talk about a movie. Maybe I don't know. I don't think everybody is required to talk about it the day before it comes out, like they did on Thursday. By the time I went to see the movie. The Batman. Uh, there were mm-hmm. already like 231 Easter eggs in the Batman. It was like three in the afternoon on Thursday. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, good golly. And they're like, ending explained. And it, and I oh, hadn't even man. left it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot to digest in the movie Batman. It's actually the Batman. I was just thinking about it the, yeah. the whole weekend. It's one of those movies where you kind of leave it and you're like, Wow. There's a lot to digest in that movie, and I actually, I really had a nice time as the story unfolded throughout the movie. I was really kind of taking it in. It's very, it's not slow, but it's very deliberate. It's very plotting. Everything looks beautiful. I think I was talking to you, I was saying how everything in the Batman, it's almost like Blade Runner. It's like that level of world building. It's the first time I think Gotham, Gotham really got to be a character in the movie. Um, the Christopher Nolan it wasn't universe. It was the background. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like it's not just the backdrop, but it is definitely a character in the movie. So I thought that was pretty good. Nice. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, nice. but uh, you know, the, I was at that museum yesterday, the Academy of motion pictures and arts and sciences and well, however, I don't know how they, what they really call it, but it's got a lot of names. Oh, hold on a second. There's a light. It's falling. This light is falling. Hey, drop the light. Drop the light back. Okay. Uh, it might completely drop during the show, <laughs> but we'll see. Oh, no. 
Part of the charm of the Aristotle Full Throttle Show is that everything is falling apart all of the time. <laughs> it's being held together by duct tape. I wish duct tape, but it's being held together with scotch tape. Um, that was probably my favorite part of the museum was the life-sized... I got to see the 2001, um, like one of the spacesuits from 2001. And also one of the pods, the space pods, the moon lander from 2001. Or no, it wasn't the moon lander. It was like one of the, it was the pod. Yeah, it was the pod because in the scene, in the movie 2001, there's a scene where it says, open the pod bay doors, Hal. Open the pod bay doors. So right. I guess it's a pod. Uh, it's an escape pod. Um, I would like to remind the audience, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Share it. Share it with your friends. Also, you can listen to this on Spotify tomorrow. <laughs> this will be a podcast uploaded as soon as it's available. I might even be, be able to figure out how to d- download it tonight. <laughs> well, let me see how quick I can do that. But um, I took a picture of the uh, the spacesuit from 2001 and the pod. And I was like, and I sent it to uh, a thread. My two friends named Dave. So there's a thread that I'm on, and it's David and also <laughs> David. <laughs> so <Nice>. I said... <laughs> I, I sent it to them with, uh, you know, there's this class. Another Wait. one. Oh, yeah, exactly. But there's this one, too. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? <laughs> there's that's that line from the movie. I don't know just if you heard that. what do yes. you think you're doing, Dave? I sent it, and I said, <laughs> just what do you think you're doing, Daves? <laughs> Daves. Nice. And they were like, that's awesome. Because they, they are also big fans of movies. They had the Jaws shark. They had... Uh, E.T., as I mentioned E.T., they had some, the life-size, I guess it's a, I don't know if it's a maquette or life-size replica of the, the water man from The Shape of Water. Um, right. Yeah. So cool. Uh, I was going to say Antonio Banderas, yeah. but it's Benicio Del Toro, but it's not. It's actually Guillermo Del Toro. <laughs> Psych, double set. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Um it's funny. It takes a it takes a good twenty minutes for the show to start kicking in as far as uh, the stream frame rate. So hey, stick with it, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with it, or just listen to this tomorrow. Yeah, so as it'll a it'll get up there. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what else is going on, Judy? What uh, how's it? You're in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. What's the temperature there? What's the weather like? So. Um, it got into like the mid fifties today. Uh, yesterday it was in the mid sixties, so it's warming up over here. Um, it's supposed to like even out and be in the forties and fifties this week. So spring is on its way. It's spring again, as our best friend Bismarcky said back in the day. Uh, that's cool. It that's actually warmer than it was here yesterday. I think it was or two days ago. It was fifty three degrees here. And our friend Oliver, OCW5000, said in Ann Arbor, Michigan, it was 53 degrees there. And I said, that doesn't, I don't, that's no fair. That's warm for you, but cold for us. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I don't that's like that we share the same temperature. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not why I moved here. I said, I said Los right. Angeles, give me good weather all the time. No, I can't complain. It's actually pretty much uh, daily daily uh as you could, let's listen in fact to today's forecast because our friend david lynch i don't know if you know but he's made incredible movies david lynch is going to tell us the weather report for today which is Ooh. march 7th monday march 7th 20 
22. Let's check it out. This is from nine hours ago. Every morning, David Lynch gives us this is an advertisement. I gotta skip it. Robert Pattinson advertisement. Ready? Good morning. Nice. It's March 7, 2022, and it's a Monday. Here in LA, a beautiful sunny morning, slight breeze blowing, 43 degrees. I, I stepped on his line. Sorry, David Lynch. What did I click? It's only a minute long. Fahrenheit, around 6 Celsius. Today, I was thinking about the song Across the Universe. Oh, that's a good one. By the Beatles. Yeah. From the year 1969. This afternoon, it'll be going up to (laughs) 72 degrees Fahrenheit, around 22 Celsius. And it looks like we're going to be enjoying sunshine and those blue skies. beautiful blue skies yes. and golden sunshine. Great. Another day. All <laughs> along the way. Everyone. Everyone. Have a great day. I'm just I'm saying they're very consistent. Um He's, you know that's that's awesome. <laughs> isn't it the greatest thing? I love how he I love how he just randomly is like, you know, I was thinking about across the universe <laughs> by the Beatles. And then he it just really... on back to the weather. <laughs> I, I, you know, it doesn't get any more David Lynch than David Lynch. <laughs> That's the intro to Across the Universe by our friend. Mm, yes, Roman. it is. It's so amazing. David Lynch just says, this morning I was thinking about across the universe <laughs> you're just like all right cool yeah that that is pretty um <laughs> david lynch you know it, it, he's the most lynchian lynch you can get lynchian mm. is actually a filmic term you know speaking of the academy of motion pictures and arts and sciences he is one of the most uh, influential filmmakers of modern times of you know the last 40 years or so and uh, it's interesting that he he's such an artist He's such a think, a thinker and an ideas guy. So he's been doing this daily weather report for, I don't know, two years now since the beginning of lockdown, I guess. It's, right. He started during the pandemic. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think it's an art piece. <laughs> I think it's a long term art piece because he's done it every single day. He dresses exactly the same. And he wears sunglasses and a black shirt. And he and he sometimes will throw a thought in there. If he, I think if it occurs to him to have a thought, if he has a thought in the moment, he shares it with us. <laughs> Otherwise, he just tells us what the weather report is. And I think he looks out the window because sometimes he'll be like, a little bit hazy right now. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. And, and then he'll just probably... I, th- I, I think I've seen it a couple times, the reflection in his sunglasses of the... The temperature reading, the, the the thermometer reading, just in his the reflection in his sunglasses. It's uh, but it's I think it's an art piece. Really I think it's, cool. I think in about, you know, and I would like to think of Aristotle full throttle as an art piece because I've been doing this pretty much every day for almost two years now, <clears throat> five days a week, Monday through Friday, four p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Currently, you guys can subscribe and you get access to the Discord. You also get a high five 
uh, from me psychically. But I think it's it's an interesting thing to document just the daily weather because that is that is a thing that is so easily able to just leave your consciousness. Two weeks ago, how you gonna remember what the weather was? But David Lynch will yeah. remind you. You can go, hey, what was the weather on this day? <laughs> and David Lynch will tell you. He has recorded it for posterity. It's it. Uh, I'm really overwhelmed by the the genius of it because it's so simple. Something so insignificant. He is trying to, and he'll tell you the thought he had that morning, whether it's for himself or for you. I do believe. Speaking of museums, I think in about. 10, 20, 30 years, they'll just be every single one of those videos on a loop. And you could just like sort of enter a room, like a dark room that's being projected and it'll just be, good morning, it is February 2nd, 2021. The weather. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just going to be like a meditation piece. Um, That would be awesome. I can totally picture that. It reminds me of David Bowie in a way. I think because in what way? Well, I think David Bowie used himself as his art piece because he went mm-hmm. through all of those changes um, <laughs> throughout his career. He he just had he metamorphosed over and over again into like these different versions of David Bowie, Starman, the the great the the great mm-hmm. white duke or, or the thin white duke or whoever he was and uh, Ziggy Stardust. So he did, he did all of these different versions of himself throughout his life. And here's the thing that I find most remarkable is that when David Bowie died, the day after he died, the album, his final album was released upon his instruction. He said he recorded this album while he was dying and he was very ill and very in pain every day. And he said, I am instructing you that upon my death, while the world feels sad, I guess, for a day, I will have one final gift to give everybody, which will be my final album. And, I, and it's like a bookend to his art piece, which was his own life. And I think that that, I find that very compelling and remarkable. That, that is really so do. awesome. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that I specifically set it up to be released that way. Yep. And he he pulled a Beyonce. You know how Beyonce came out with like seventeen albums out of nowhere or something. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> she's like, Sasha Fierce. She said, "Check it out, seventeen albums. You didn't know. Watch out. Here they come. I'm gonna hit you with it." See, you know. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing about that I find about the um, I haven't watched it yet. Still, I haven't watched it yet. Now I find this to be something that is. Um, Well, just here, listen to this story. When Sasha Fierce, when Beyonce came out with that album, or the Lemonade thing that she did on HBO, HBO. Right. I didn't see it. I had no idea about it, what was going on. But this is what I heard white folks talking about <laughs> for like a week. Oh. Okay. The, the, um, my computer just keeps going into standby. Um, because I don't have a keyboard. I'm actually remotely using the keyboard from my laptop to control my desktop because science. So all after Lemonade came out, people would just say to each other, you know, I'm really glad she did that. (laughs) 
And I've yet to understand the context in which they mean that. Because for me, you know, I'm a brown guy. I hear people talk about Beyonce and they're like, she had the, you know, HBO thing and Lemonade. And from what I saw, it's just exclusively black women, which is cool. Yeah. But I don't, I haven't seen it yet. But I just heard. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I just heard white people going, no. you know, I'm, I'm just so glad she did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Hey, you Raccoon Raiders. Mm. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. We're just chatting about like movies and, and uh, you know, praising people for uh, their work, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's similarly when I saw Black Panther. Um, uh, for the weeks after that, everybody would say to me, I saw Black Panther the day it came out. I had a great experience seeing Black Panther. I saw it at the Arclight Hollywood, uh, the Cinerama Dome. And when I went there, it was all just brown and black faces. And But it was ridiculous because there were all these cops on every corner. Because, uh, you know, you can't have too many black people in one place. So you gotta, oh, my you gotta, goodness. It's L.A. If black people get together, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh. Hey, Angela. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. Just talking about uh, when I saw Black Panther and people were like, to me, they came up to me, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for all of us brown people because I can't. I'm not the representative for brown and black people, which I think is, I only represent myself and uh, my experience. By the way, when (laughs) this is a little bit of an aside when people are like, you know, the black community, this, the black community, that I'm like, is there a black community center? Because I would like to go every other Tuesday and work like, out at the gym. You're like, I didn't get the application for it. Uh, the- yeah, do I, <laughs> do I get a free membership? <laughs> is there black? Because it's black community. I'd like to join the black communities uh, center. It's, it must be like the YMCA, but better, better music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when I was there at the, uh, you know, it was a great experience to see Black Panther in, uh, in the middle of Hollywood. Um, the blackest crowd I've ever been since I was in Detroit, <laughs> which is, which is also <laughs> awesome. Uh, listen, it was great. And, but all that in the next two weeks, people were like, I really loved black Panther. <laughs> now no, I'm saying white. People. <laughs> yeah, I just say yeah, yeah. for me, I thought it was good. I liked it. I actually liked it better the second or third time I saw it. Uh, well, kind of forever. Uh, but, when I, when I first saw it, it just it was hilarious how people went out of their way to be like, I really liked Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, cool, great. I thought it was pretty good. They're like, really? I thought it was amazing. Edge at all with the chat says, same thing here. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of people that want to go out their way to say, I really liked your movie. <laughs> mm. the the one movie the one movie but yeah exactly I gotta say yeah. that one of my favorite things about that movie was there was a cast of a, a dozen or so folks 90% of them black the movie cost 200 million dollars to make first time in history that's that Hollywood has ever wanted to risk that much money on that so many black people which I was happy about fundamentally um, as a movie I thought it was pretty good uh, and Jen O in the chat says, I still don't care for it. 
Nice. Angie, you're supposed to like it. Don't you know that? <laughs> you're required. Okay. Um, just tell you, tell, uh, yeah, I don't know. But the Batman, I saw the Batman the other day. Uh, Angie knows his, I get a lot of poop for that. Well, Angie, we know that you are the re- resident Warner Brothers uh, and DC fan here. The authority on all things DC, Batman, Superman. You, I know you love the Snyderverse. Now I'm going to ask you, Ange, what did you think of the Batman? No spoilers, please, because I think we're going to give it a couple more days. Also, Judy hasn't seen it yet, so we're going to consider Judy's uh, Judy's uh, ears. We don't want to spoil anything for her. It's also very hard to spoil. The movie is three hours long. There's a lot of yeah. stuff in it. There's a lot of stuff Listen. in it. If someone is truly wants to have a discussion with you, it's okay. I I I I will figure out either if I have to close my ears and do the la 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 or whatever. It's all good. <laughs> all right, but we do want to we do want you to sing. Uh, we do want you to do John Philip Sousa's uh, one of his most famous marches, or you could do Wagner's Flight of the Valkyrie. La 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 Perfectly in tune in the original key of L sharp. That's a Studio 666 joke. Angelo says, I didn't see the Batman yet. What? Wait, hold on a second, Ange. What? Ange! That's a big You didn't deal. see it? Oh my goodness. It sold out so fast, she said. So, well, okay. Fair enough. I got tickets at IMAX that were all the way off to the side at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood, which is, I'm so spoiled, I will not ever go to another movie theater ever again to watch any other movie. I can't. I will spend the $50 for two tickets. (laughs) I will do it every time because it's so beautiful and there's not a bad seat in the house. I was all the way off to the side, kind of in the back. Everything looked perfect and great. Is this Will? Welcome to the party. Late to the party says, is this Will? Says late to the party, but hey, call me Dallas Winston. I love that. Dallas Winston. I don't get the reference though, but I do know the place in Texas. And you know what I say? Don't meth with Texas. Is that what you say? I say, don't meth with Texas. Right. <laughs> uh, Oliver, our friend Oliver, OCW5000, has a t-shirt company. You could check it out at bromega.com. He's got a great, great TV shirt company where there is one t-shirt. And listen, if you love Texas, you might hate it. You might like it. But it's a funny shirt. It says, don't meth with, with Texas. I can't say it. It's a tongue twister. Um, is this Will says I shared my review on the, on the Discord. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see is this Will's review of the Batman, you can subscribe. See, I paused again at that part of the song. You could subscribe on Twitch, or you could uh, pledge a dollar, at least a dollar a month, on Patreon, and you will get access to the Discord. I would appreciate it if you did that. You can go to Patreon.com/AristotleFullThrottle or uh, Twitch.tv/AristotleFullThrottle if you're listening. On Spotify. Thank you guys for doing that. Also, just, you know, put out a playlist on Spotify. And just let it play and go to sleep of my podcasts. Because that way, you're, you're donating to the show. And, and I appreciate that. Is This Will says, 
Matt Dillon, The Outsiders, The Big Rumble. Got you. That's a great movie. Is the Outsiders. Dude, you ever see The Outsiders with like every Tom Cruise and every C. Thomas Howell? I don't think I did. It has. I don't remember. It has basically every Hollywood actor that <laughs> that you would recognize. It's like, who is it? Nicholas Cage, Matt Dillon, Tom Cruise, C. Thomas Howell, Patrick Swayze. I, I, I forget. I, I might be running into Red Dawn Land here, but it has a lot of lot of actors in it. That is good. Anne says she just knows the Cowboys from Dallas. Thank you, Will, for explaining the reference. I would not have gotten that. I've, I still have not seen that movie. So, Judy, you're not alone. Gotcha. Oh, I, like Michael Jackson says, by way of R. Kelly, you are not alone. <laughs> I'm here. Which is two horrible folks who should never be referenced. That is probably the worst song that you could ever listen to. Because you'd be supporting yeah. both Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Um. Oh, so <clears throat> is this Will? Says in the chat. I put the Batman just behind the Dark Knight. Now, Judy. Oh, okay. You told me right as I walked out the theater. I actually got a text from you because you, your brother, your brother Michael, he went and saw it. Yes. He's a major Batman fan. Like, Mm -hmm. his favorite Batman is the Batman's cartoon series from the 90s. Like, that's still his, like, that's the bar for him. (laughs) Those are pretty good. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, So, but he, you know, he did caution me saying, like, he just got out of the movie. He's like, I don't want to, I don't, you know, it might just be the high of the movie. But he's like, I think it might be my favorite Batman. (laughs) And that's a big deal for him, so... That's a pretty so, big deal. I take that yeah. on good authority. Michael is uh, very well adept in, in in a lot of this comic book movie lore and uh, is very well invested. We've had many in-depth in- discussions about things as such. That's it. So when I was walking out of the movie and I received that text, I was still digest. I'm still digesting the movie, and I can't wait to see mm-hmm. it again. I want to see it again this week. Um I really can't wait to see it again because it's just a beautiful looking movie. It just, you could just sit there and it's just a feast for the eyes because there's it, it's it's a world that you are living in. Now, is this well says the Dark Knight is my favorite Batman movie, so that good. The Dark Knight has been my favorite Batman movie. However, I was just thinking about this the uh yesterday batman were we talking about this judy about batman being like one of the most incredible the like the original 1989 batman has so many good things about it which i I can't I, i can't count it out i can't count it out because of many reasons maybe the dark knight dark knight might be the best batman representation best batman movie ever for many reasons, for for the Joker, the iconic Joker. I was just going to say, like, I feel like that one is the that one has the best Joker. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah. Well, I say his Joker is a, is a totally different approach that matches that world. Jack Nicholson's Joker was more funny 
and and scary, like in that mm. sense. Um, yeah. And I would say that there's like a sliding scale. Like one end is terrifying, and one end is hilarious. And but they're both they're you know both exist in that in the Joker world. If you're going to represent the Joker, like say Heath Ledger's version might be sliding on the spectrum a little bit more toward terrifying because he's chaotic. He's a chaotic dude. You don't know what he's going to do. Same thing with Jack Nicholson. Bob, gun. Gun shoots Bob. <laughs> like he's just insane. Um, you know, that's also terrifying. I, I think, though, because yeah. Tim Burton was is so surrealistic. There's something to be said about the original 1989 Batman that I'm like, I can't count it out as one of the top two Batman movies ever. Mm. Look, every scene in that movie is memorable. There's just so many. I, you know, I could, right now I'm thinking of the scene where they're going through the art museum, defacing and vandalizing all of the art. Uh, you know, and then, and you've got like Joe, Jack Nicholson's Joker laughing. And they do this really cool gag in that movie because the Jack Nicholson Joker in Batman 1989, he's deformed. He's got the pale skin. He's he's he looks right. like the Joker, but then has to put on all of this makeup to look normal. But they did this thing where he's like using a rag to basically wipe the makeup off because he's got like he looks like a normal skin tone. And then he starts to wipe his face and then there's white. But they do this cool little gag where he's actually wiping white onto his face. But it looks like he's wiping. There's so many little, little things. Oh. Just tiny little That's things like cool. that. So he's, you know, he's like, ah, he's laughing. And he's like kind of wiping the makeup off. But he's actually putting makeup on. Which is just a thought that Tim Burton had to think of. To be like, this is how we'll do that visual gag. Um and I don't know. There's just so many things in that movie. I was thinking. I'm thinking about uh, when Bruce Wayne is walking down the steps and gets shot <laughs> in that movie. He gets shot, and then through the shoulder of his suit jacket, it just misses his his body. He doesn't even notice until Alfred is like, "Hey, Master Wayne, you've got a hole in your suit because you got shot." And there's another scene where Bruce Wayne gets shot. There's another scene where Batman gets shot. And then there's another scene where Batman gets shot. <laughs> it's, like, it's great. Um, I could go on and on. Uh, let's go to some of these comments. Judy, what do you think about the 1989 Batman versus the Dark Knight? But you have not seen the Batman yet. But those two... I haven't seen the Batman, so yeah. Um... They are two very different styles, obviously. Um, yeah. I'll just, I'm just always going to love Michael Keaton as Batman. I just... Because yeah. he was just so iconic. And you know what? I feel like he, he set the bar, you know? And mm. I feel like when Christian Bale was playing him and he was doing the gravelly voice, like, he was almost I'm trying too hard. Yeah. Where, like, Michael Keaton, like, just didn't seem like he was trying you know like he was just mm. batman yeah um so um i don't know but the dark knight is such a great movie like i really do love that movie so i don't i don't know. i'm i'm bad at deciding <laughs> no but i it's again it's like it's almost apples and oranges it's almost like batmans and batmans but what do you say uh adam west <laughs> Adam West wasn't the greatest Batman, in your opinion. Well, Judy, 
we're going to have to lock you up in <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do like Adam West as Batman because uh, he was definitely the Batman that I watched first. But yes, Br- Br- the Bruce Wayne, the Batman, I think that very much so Michael Keaton was Bruce Wayne and was Batman. And I think that the Christian Bale one, again, so the Joker kind of slides between hilarious and creepy. And then mm. I think when it's Batman, it slides between Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I would say in the Batman, the movie, the Batman, the Batman yeah. is in it a lot. It's not like he shows up every now and then out of the dark and just, you know, you get a little bit here and a little bit there. It's not like the Wonder Woman 1984 that came out last year or whatever, a year ago Christmas, where it was 45 minutes of the movie. I'm like, where's Wonder Woman? I would like to... This movie's called Wonder <laughs> right. Woman. Right. <laughs> like, um, but they really wanted to develop the Diana character, which is fine. But, you know, I wanted more Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman. But in The Batman, he's in it a lot. It is The Batman. Um, you right. get Bruce Wayne very little, actually. So I would say that this movie slides way more toward The Batman. I'd say that the Nolanverse slides way more toward the Bruce Wayne. And I think that uh, if I'm just going to arbitrarily kind of decide, I think the 1989 Batman is right on the money as far as Bruce Wayne and Batman vibes. Let's go to these these comments is this will yeah. says in the chat of the nolan films i only really like the dark knight i wasn't a big fan of batman begins and rises uh i do like batman begins is this will i think it's uh always mind your surroundings i think it's really good and uh i think it's about half as good as the dark knight or maybe one third as good the dark knight just really raises the bar on that and and oh in the chat says i didn't care much for any i just don't like the approach he took with batman whoa and (laughs) and coming in hot (laughs) hey will game over man it's game over (laughs) she just said no i don't even care about any of them she don't care about the nolan verse with the I had to give you at least three or four of those Nolan bois, Ange. Uh, Ange says (laughs) in the chat, so much continuity in that scene. Is this Will says, I was very much over Batman by the time Nolan started his series, so I didn't care about Batman. So it took a movie that was just something I liked more so that it featured a character I liked. So it took, like, you basically had to wait until the second movie in the Nolan Verse, I, I think you're trying to. Uh, that that's what I'm understanding. And Geno says I revisited Batman '89 a week ago with my mom, who hadn't seen it since. Wow, wow. Probably '89. She loved it, and she is a huge Superman fan. Um, yes, '89. It's just it's a cartoon come to life in a lot of ways. It's a Tim Burton cartoon come to life. It's very very stylized. Every little moment of the 1989 is stylized. I would say that the Nolan verse is really good. However, the um, I was telling Judy this that what I took away from the Batman the other day was that the Nolan verse feels like it could have been filmed in Chicago, could have been filmed in 
you know, Dark Knight Rises was filmed in Pittsburgh, I think. Feels like an American city that we kind of feel familiar with. The Batman definitely feels like we are in Gotham. It makes Gotham so integral and so much a part of, and it builds that world. We have time to sink into that world and we have time to see Batman slash Bruce Wayne's relationship to that world. And I want to give a shout out to my homie, <laughs> my OG homie, um, Paul Dano, because he Paul Dano is in that movie. I won't tell you who he plays, oh. but that he was a, so the first movie I worked on, you might know ever as a, as a, I was basically a kid, I worked on this movie called LIE, the Long Island Expressway. Also, it's an acronym spells lie. And um, Paul Dano is the star. Paul Dano is the star of that movie. I don't know if it's Dano or Dano, honestly. I, I thought it was Dano. We called him Paul Dano <laughs> when we worked with him. But now I hear people calling him Paul Dano, and I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing the Rihanna thing with you. Because it's Rihanna, ladies and gentlemen, and beauty is pecan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, People's names are one thing. The yeah. name of of a fruit, I think, can be regionally set. I'll, I'll say that. Or uh, not fruit, but nut. Yeah, a tree nut. Um, a tree nut. I am... <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, we should always like try to get people's names correct. I, I definitely it... agree with that. That's fair. I, I think that too, because my name's Aristotle. And if I don't remember someone's pronunciation of their name, then uh, then I get fired. Um, but yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Paul Dano, he, he's in it. And like the first movie I worked on, I worked on with him. We went to Sundance all together. We stayed at the same like Airbnb back then. It was really, it was cool. It was cool. I was like, he was like my little buddy. He, he was like, and I was like the older camp counselor bro that on, on that set. Cause I was a, I was a, uh, a PA. It's the first movie I ever worked on. The only time I ever really PA'd. And there's, I've got, I got to dig up those pictures, but you know, there's scenes when there was downtime where I'm like, Hey Paul, let's go play guitar. And I'm, we're like playing guitar in the corner. And my friend Penny was smart enough to like take pictures of that. Cause like, that's what we did all summer was we like hung out between takes. <laughs> and uh, so I'm so like proud. Shout out to Paul. It's really cool to see, to see him in that movie um, being an nice. iconic character. Whoa, let's see. And Jen O says in the chat, I revisited Batman 19. Okay, you said that. I read that. And Jen O says, Michael Keaton just whispered. Well, Andrew, <laughs> I'll have you know that in the new The Batman, everyone talks like this. The whole movie, everybody walks very slowly and they all talk to each other like this. It's very much a film noir. You know, like Jeffrey Wright's voice is very iconic. He's got a very iconic way of speaking. What are we going to do, Batman? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's Jeffrey Wright. What if? He's great, though. I, I was saying, I think earlier, just give me, give me a series of Commissioner Gordon and the Batman. Just, I could watch that. It was so, that... This is what I can't wait to watch again. The dynamic between Commissioner Gordon and B The Batman was a delight. This movie is very much a detective movie. We get a lot of The Batman being a detective. We get a lot of Commissioner Gordon and The Batman trying to solve things together. And it's 
it's a whole buddy cop it, thing. I was just gonna say, is it a buddy cop movie? Kinda. It's dark. It, but it's it's way more like a film noir where it's like a private oh, okay. detective thing where they it's like a Watson and it's like a Sherlock Holmes and Watson type of thing, but kind of mm. dark, but also noir because it's just really cool. It's just cool to watch them work together in this movie. And I don't think we've ever really gotten that deep into that dynamic before ever. I, I really don't. I think that this is the first yeah. time we get to see this like partnership between the two of them. And then they, there is a funny dynamic because one's a, you know, commissioner Gordon, one's a cop, one's a serious and you know he's a vigi- Batman is a vigilante, and people are kind of questioning the methods. They're like, "Hey, Gordon, why is this guy here? He's a vigilante." And you know, this is in the very beginning. The Batman, Robert Pattinson, he just looks around and uh, he's like, "Murder weapons over there. That thing is over there." And he's just like taking in the scene, processing it very quick. He's the world's greatest detective, after all, from Detective Comics. And we're sitting, we're sitting there watching. This is why he's here. This is why the Batman is what. This is why Commissioner Gordon needs to bring the Batman in, despite the questionable methods of bringing a civilian or or vigilante into a crime scene. It's like we we want to solve this crime. This I know this guy basically for a year now because it's they say that in part of the movie. He's like, listen, man, I've I've known you for a year. I don't even know who you are, (laughs) and it's pretty cool. It's, It's really interesting. Isis Will says, I feel the same way about Wolverine, Terminator, and Star Wars. There's no sentimentality there for me. Just make a decent movie. Well, Will, I hear you on that, but I definitely am sentimental <laughs> and also think they are good <laughs> movies. Angino says, but I love the the take Batfleck took with the voice, though. Angino, I agree with you. I think the vocoder, the voice modulator was so cool. It wasn't like he sounded like he was holding his nose and growling like uh, Judy reminded us that Christian Bale's like, I'm not wearing hockey pants. It just sounded like he couldn't breathe. Um, <laughs> Angino says, that's good to hear. Is this Will in the chat says, one thing Marvel has pushed through is that secret identities and dual personalities are BS. Interesting, interesting um, take. I, yeah, well, I was saying this the other day because my friend was texting on, on my friend was we were like on a text chain and he said, why another Batman? Why are they making another Batman? And I said to him, well, you do know this whole concept about a concept of money and how that works, right? <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, yes, I guess you're, I guess that's, but I was, I was saying this movie works, this DC movie, the Batman, this one works because of character there's character and and that is why all of the marvel the the mcu in my opinion works because of character and story character story character and story character is destiny story is interesting plots can be the same over and over again character interesting story compelling characters incredible that's what the mcu has to its advantage and i'm sorry to say i know you love Zack snyder but they were just like, there were punch fests, in my opinion, and very, um, listen, I will say this about Zack Snyder. I do really enjoy his movies, but not for character and not for story. <laughs> so that's, 
and I think in the end, I, the reason why I like the MCU better than any Zack Snyder movie is because of character and story. But I will say, I don't think I've seen a Zack Snyder movie that I don't like for some reason. I saw Batman versus Superman within two, like twice within two days. And I liked it both times, but I was like, these aren't very good movies, but I do appreciate his ability to visually be, um, just spectacular. His movies are spectacular, except they're not that great. <laughs> Which sounds like a funny conundrum. Your movies are spectacular, but not good. <laughs> um, That's hard to pull off. <laughs> it's pretty hard to pull off. I think this is why I think that there's a problem with, say, Zack Snyder or J.J. Abrams, is they start from concept designs. They start from concept designs. They look at, they make pretty pictures. Zack Snyder's an incredible artist. He makes like really beautiful concept designs and feels. And then he tries to connect these disparate images into, and then try to tell a story through them, which is an approach. But I don't think it works as well as Matt Reeves's approach, which was how do I take all of these characters, all of these themes, and ground them in the most grounded version of Batman? How do I interpret them? He's actually was talking. I saw this interview with Matt Reeves, the direct, the writer director of the Batman. He was talking about how he wants he wants to figure out how to even make Mister Freeze one of the villains of of Batman, who, who can be a little bit fantastical. You know, Ice to see you. You know, that's <laughs> if you think <laughs> you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger's interpretation. But he said, I even want to take a character like Mister Freeze and ground him in reality. And, and ground him, mm. and, and and he wants to see how he can do this. So he starts with the the characters and how they can work alone. Because characters, destiny, it, you know, you you say you've got Bruce Wayne. He wants to clean up Gotham, so he dresses like a vigilante. Now you've got a character, and you could tell every story. That's you could just tell a story now. Like what happens? So this bad guy does this, and now he's got to figure out. So you've got if you've got a great character. You could, you could just it will the story can write itself. A lot of times, and uh, Matt Reeves is is exploring the idea of bringing in Mister Freeze and all of these things. I think he said there's going to be about three or four years be, before the next sequel. They usually announce it on the Monday after the opening weekend. I think Bat the Batman made 135 million dollars, which puts it just behind the first weekend of the Spider Man. <laughs> so that's, wow. that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, it's, we're getting. It's, it's definitely going to get a sequel. If it doesn't get a sequel, come on now. As this Will says in the chat, the important part is the secret, not the identities. It's more about protection of loved ones and the dueling personalities. That's what I find compelling about Batman. Um, he does have to really protect that, that identity of his because it's very integral to Gotham, being Bruce Wayne and all. Angino says, yes! Ari. Nolan didn't make Gotham a character. Yes. Clap, 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 clap. She said, she said this. Hold on. Let me try to do this. And I'm putting a sound effect. My computer is... It's shocking. My computer is very slow today. I'm glad to have made you happy because... And you will be pleasantly surprised with the Batman because the Batman... You are going to live in Gotham for three hours. And 
and it's it's just that is to its credit to to Matt Reeves, the writer director, to his credit, he really does build this world. There, it feels like a real place, but it doesn't feel like any place that we've seen in the United States. But it does feel like it could be. <laughs> There's even I saw this detail that they pointed out on one of those. 20 things you missed in the Batman. And there was a, <laughs> there was like a bill, like a, like a, like a phone bill on a table. They picked it up to read it. And it said like one, two, three, four, um, you know, Elm street, Gotham comma us, which was nice. a nice character. <laughs> yes. It didn't say nice. the state. They were it was very careful to de- very, very good attention to detail in this movie. They will never give away where Gotham really is. It's, But they know it's... They do reference it in a couple of Batman's movies where George Clooney says uh, he'd be halfway to Metropolis by now. This is why Superman works alone. <laughs> very, ho- very hokey. Ange says in the chat, well, this Batman was supposed to be Batfleck, but stuff happens. Ange says also, oh my, oh my gee... I really don't. Uh, how? Yeah, hold on a second. Is this Will? Oh, hi, Ismael. Welcome to the show. Is this Will says Snyder leans on iconography heavily instead of nuanced character development. His plots determine character traits. Um, yes, is this Will? I, I would say that the reason why I, Judy, I don't think you saw the, the Snyder cut, right? I did not know. Look, it's better than the the original, probably about by 20%. It's actually significantly better. But when all of the characters are standing around, when you've got Bruce Wayne, you've got Aquaman, you got Wonder Woman, you got The Flash, you got um Cyborg, they're all standing around a table talking to each other. I don't care. Uh-huh. I don't care what they're <laughs> saying. I don't care about any of them. <laughs> they're just they're just grunting at each other. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to fight the bad guy. Now we got to re- re- revive Superman. Oh, uh, what Superman's going to come back? Okay, now we've got a plot. Now, okay, let's go. <laughs> You're just like, this sucks. <laughs> this is boring. But when you have Tony Stark toe-to-toe with Steve Rogers in the MCU, every moment of that's compelling. Every single yeah. thing they say to each other is one-upsmanship. And it just mm-hmm. feels like you're like, oh, what's he going to say? What, the, what are they going to say? When you've got Vision talking with Wanda, everything they're saying you care about. There's a relationship yeah. there. You're like, I care about their relationship. You know, it's, a, it's just every little thing. When Steve Rogers is talking to Black Widow in Endgame and Scarlett Johansson is like, I got nothing left to live for. I'm crying inside. I'm watching her. And she's like, I got nothing. This is what we do. This is the only thing I've got left. Um, I have to keep starting up my computer. So that to me is character. That's what's important. I enjoy that. When you're watching Zack Snyder verse, you're just kind of like, oh, look at all these wooden people. Hey, everybody. It says uh, Studio 8H. Hello. Welcome to show Studio 8H. Uh, I'm, I'm being sparing with the intros today because... You know, Studio 8H, it's Monday, and my computer does not like Mondays. <laughs> so, my computer just, you know, wanted to add to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the computer's still on vacation. It's still overslept from Sunday. 
Um, my computer went out partying last night, but I'll do your intro. Welcome to Studio H, featuring Ed. Judy, I got to put you in that intro. No, I think you are in that intro. Um, no, I don't think I was joining the, the conversation as much when you made that one. Oh, uh, I could probably I could re-edit it. Let's see. Uh, Angie That's my problem with Marvel. I don't care what they're saying, and neither does the Russos. Ange. Oh. You want to step outside, Ange? <laughs> we, could t- <laughs> we could take we could take this outside. Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. That's Ange. Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. I'm for real. Ange <laughs> <laughs> has got fighting words today. She said uh, she, she don't care about the old. Look at look, Ange. We share separate. We share disparate opinions on that, but to each their own. And that's the beauty. That's the joie de vivre. That's French for je ne sais quoi, which means I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) And we applaud you. We applaud. Uh Uh-oh, time out. And has been boxing for 10 years. So do you want to play chess? (laughs) Because... Ed said this. She said, uh, here it is. I can destroy everything, but I'm not, but I can. I believe you. All right, Ange. Well, you know, I was just saying, um, you know, Zack Snyder is very excellent at making films and everything he's ever done is perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Are we friends now? Are we friends again? Because I do not want to get my... I do not want to get my, my hair messed up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she said... I said good day! Fair enough. Oh, boy. Um, well, and I can't wait till you see the movie. Uh, Judy, I can't wait till you see the movie. Will, yes. I'm going to read your review on the Discord. I'm compelled. I'm interested. I want to know what Will thinks. Will's got very detailed... He's got detailed files. I gotta get that sound effect from... uh, Gotta remind myself. I gotta get that sound effect from the Terminator 2. I have detailed files. Um, Do I even have any Arnold on here? Hold on. Let me find some Arnold. Nope. Wait. Hold on. That's true. I just like listening to that because it's because it's two of the greatest artists ever, Bob Marley and Queen, jamming together. It's a mashup I made. But oh, uh, Aunt, anyway. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> I saw the dude's robe yesterday at the uh, the Academy Museum in L.A. There's a there's an Academy's museum in Los Angeles which has all these really cool props from from all these movies from throughout the history of movies really one of, oh one of my favorite exhibits was the Bruce Lee exhibit there's a Bruce Lee section they show a bunch of clips from his movies and they show one of his outfits that he wears in one of the movies it's just cool Bruce Lee was the goat he's one of my favorites I know people like Quentin Tarantino don't really like Bruce Lee 
They kind of really? made fun of Bruce Lee in the movie. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino has a huge thing against Bruce Lee just being, he thinks he was a fake. I don't. I think well, Bruce I Lee. I did not know that. If you watch the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Bruce Lee gets. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's great. It's I love the movie. It's a reimagining of history. It's fantastic. I love it. I can watch it anytime. Anytime, anytime, anytime. Oh, that's cool. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fantastic. <clears throat> um, but uh, Bruce Lee was the GOAT for many reasons. I would say he's the GOAT because he brought Kung Fu to the mainstream like no other. He invented his own art form. He was a good performer the greatest kung fu movie performer. Maybe Danny, Danny, uh, hold on a second. Good golly, my computer. Whoa. Um, what, what was I saying? The guy from the IP He's... man. Yeah. What's the IP man. IP man. Help me out in the chat there. IP man. Uh, Daniel, Danny, Dan, is it Danny? Is it, uh... It's a trap! <laughs> Is it several? <laughs> Is it... Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, and Godzilla. Those are my f- childhood favorites, says Is This Will. Yeah, they were great. They were great. I do love Bruce Lee. That was one of my favorite parts of the exhibit. But there were so many different... Oh, also, there's a whole room of Spike Lee's collectibles, and he's got some crazy cool... things that he loaned to the museum that are basically part of his collection i was like i was amazed i'll 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 actually post that on my instagram if you want to follow me on instagram my regular instagram donnie yen that's it i said danny (laughs) that's what i said donnie yen uh the force is with you and the force and you i am with the force donnie yen our favorite donnie yen is incredible oh yes i mean you've got bruce lee as far as kung fu icons, Bruce, uh, but Bruce Lee also had Jeet Kune Do. It was his own freestyle art form that he invented. And then you've got Jackie Chan, who was a performer, but on like sort of the comedy end of the spectrum of like physical right. comedy. He's very Buster Keaton. Uh, you know, Buster I Ke- saw something on the internet, and I don't know if it's real or not, but it's that you know, just a blurb. That um, no one will ensure Jackie Chan or his like teams like when they're doing a movie. So if someone gets hurt, he has to pay out of pocket. Do you think that's true? I do think that's true. I think um, what I used to hear on movies like Rush Hour, they would film all of the comedy parts with uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. They'd film mm-hmm. all of those parts in the United States or wherever. And then they'd go to Hong Kong to film the the crazy stunts, <laughs> the crazy, crazy stunts that Jackie Chan has the genius to invent. And uh, because there's less they, restrictions there, because of the insurance, yeah. <laughs> so mm. there's like there's some kind of insurance loophole. Like so, the studio can do these things in another country, and it'll be okay. But if they do them here, something about the insurance, I guess. But they wait until the end of the production, and in case Jackie Chan dies, they've got enough footage. <laughs> oh, no, no. They're like, listen, in case you die, we want to film most of the movie first. 
Um, same thing with Tom Cruise, though. Tom Cruise films those stunts for those Mission Impossible movies pretty much last because they oh, want to make that sure that they got yeah, to get the movie in the can. And all right, Tom Cruise, if you die, we're still going to make some money off of you. Studio 8H says, I'm taking Gojira in a fight. Gojira. Gojira is also a really great band, by the way, which I was supposed to see with my friend Chris, but then we got locked down. We we're going to go see Deftones with Gojira opening up, and it was going to be a metal fest. We were going to get, like, all psyched up, watch a crazy heavy rock show, but that didn't happen. Um, oh, Angie and O reminds us that uh, Jackie Chan was his stunt double. That is true. I do, do believe he was Bruce Lee's stunt double, right? Ange and O says, Ange Nala's, that's why there's so many tight shots in Rush Hour. So you can't yell, it's Los Angeles. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> very true, very true. You know, they always want to shoot around those kinds of things. Um, but that's it. Uh, you know, that's a wrap. I think we, we covered it. Ange says she's going to fight me. She's going to say, she said, three o'clock after school, playground. I said, I said, uh, can we talk about this? <laughs> She's gonna beat me up. I don't know, man. You're the one that started it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was fighting words. I didn't say anything. I said, Oh, hell no. Nah. What's up, dog? <laughs> we can talk about this. I said, Zack Snyder <laughs> can go straight to New Jersey, but you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh. <laughs> She's ready. She's ready. She says. She said. She says chess. She can do chess or boxing. <laughs> this is us playing chess. <laughs> I want to remind everybody. I'm going to be on our friend's uh, show in about two weeks. A week from Sunday, I'm going to be on Mediocre Films. Subscribe to Mediocre Films because I'm going to be a guest on Bad Movies Live. Five o'clock Sunday, a week from Sunday, March 20th. Bad Movies Live. Me and Greg Benson, we're going to make fun of a movie. We're going to have a good time. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to kiss our seven bucks goodbye. That's not, that's not we're not, we're not going to kiss our seven bucks goodbye. It's like 25 bucks now. It's a good movie, but The Batman. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you kiss your $25 goodbye. But uh, yeah, go watch that. Subscribe to Mediocre Films right now. You'll, and put on the notifications because then you'll see me and Greg Benson, the great, hilarious, legendary, talented, witty, uh, much older than me, Greg Benson. <laughs> I think he would laugh at that. Look, we, we're the same age. We're about 12. Um, Greg Benson, <laughs> very, very funny man. And uh, I look up to him. That's why I say that. I, I, hope, I hope in several years I am Greg Benson. Greg Benson, watch out. I'm going to single white female you. <laughs> I'm going to get your haircut. I'm going to get uh, your same ukulele. I'm going to steal your posters off the wall and put them behind me. But one day, I can only hope to be half as funny as the lovable, the, the incredible Mr. Greg Benson. So go to, to Mediocre Films on Twitch, and we're going to hang out in two weeks, a week from Sunday, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're going to make fun of movies. It's always a fun time. This might be my fifth time on this show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Three o'clock high. That is a great movie, as this will reminds us. A very legendary movie with... Um, what's the guy's name? Tyson? Mike Tyson? <laughs> um, three o'clock high is a great, 
Judy, did you ever see that movie? Do you know which movie I'm talking about? You should just assume, you should just assume that I haven't seen any movie that you're talking about. Well, you know, I, I'm open to it. You might have seen it. it, it it's, it's, a, it's a movie about a dude. It's a high school movie. Just like kind of this guy who is sort of mild-mannered mm-hmm. is in it. He's also in Young Guns. He's the guy who's like, oh, but pugilist. Oh, it's like a butterfly. Anyway, it's a, he's very... Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, guys, I'm working on a TikTok. It's going to be funny. It should be ready by tomorrow afternoon. It's not... I'm not in it. It's just a, a little video that I'm making, and it's going to be... I, I, listen, I used to do rap music. It's a rap song that I rapped. Uh, last year, or two years ago, during lockdown, I had an entire rap career that's, it, that spanned an entire Sunday afternoon. And I made about 30 rap songs. Now I'm going to put them to... Uh, to little, I'm going to make little movies out of them, and I'll call them music videos... And I think they'll be a hit. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, Judy, I'll send you a clip. Uh, hopefully yeah, they're a hit. this is exciting. Something different. Something different. Something new. Something purple. Something blue. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it's... right. <laughs> it, oh, but Three O'clock High is a great movie. If you ever get, it's classic. There's this new kid in school, and he's like this jacked dude, <laughs> and he's very quiet and brooding and I forget what happens sounds like think you when you came to middle school when I came to school I was a brooding quiet jacked kid <laughs> <laughs> you're this tall dude like totally like way more muscular than any of the other kids none of us knew yeah. who you were <laughs> I said uh, I, I said this to all the other kids I can destroy everything but I'm not <laughs> but I can I quoted Ange <laughs> Decades before uh, I met him, I've, I still haven't met Ange, so it's still decades. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ever longer, but uh, we love you guys out there. You're, you're wonderful. But check out the movie Three O'clock High. It's hilarious. It's very. It's just a very well-made movie. Thank you, Will, for for reminding us of it. But basically, the, uh, the big jacked kid, me, <laughs> as quoted Judy. Uh, he comes into school and he's like, uh, do my test for me, do my homework for me to this other kid who's, uh, I guess, a smarter kid who's kind of a sweater-wearing, classic, uh, mild-mannered kid. And then something happens and somebody is, uh, there's an affront and then he gets called out three o'clock after school, you and me. And then the whole movie is is like him trying to avoid this kid throughout the school day and it's so good it's intense it's intense and then three o'clock comes around and uh and you know that's and it's it's a payoff there's a payoff it's it's a good it's a good payoff it's it's just a lot of times in the act three of movies you know you get let down but this movie is like not delivers i remember watching that movie like during some random middle of the day on cable and I was like totally compelled by it every minute of it. It's a fun movie. Um, is this Will says the mystery of cheese chess boxing for the win. Yes. We're going to be chess boxing. There should be chess boxing. Every time you get a piece, they take a piece from the other person. You, you slap them or something. I don't know. Or <laughs> you take a shot, <laughs> you take a shot. And then hopefully by the end, the person who's winning loses because they're too inebriated <laughs> I don't know Have make up your own drinking game for chess I however 
will I say eat a White Castle burger for every time she takes another piece oh, from no. the other person. That's that's worse than boxing, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably way worse. I like your oh, plan. Way worse than taking a shot. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. <laughs> yeah, it is worse than taking a shot. Ange, she, Ange says I don't drink, so Ange, you got to take a, you got to eat an entire White Castle burger for every piece. <laughs> that's what I'll, that's what I'll have to say. Well, Judy, thank you for hanging out. It's been a wonderful hour of uh, power. It was a power hour on Monday. We had a good discussion about the Batman. If you want to subscribe to the show, please do. I appreciate everything. If you're on YouTube right now, like the video. If you are on Twitch, follow and. Uh, Feel free to subscribe for, you know, monthly or whatever. And uh, just hang out here every day at 4 Pacific Standard Time, and we'll have a fun little chat, geeky little time. Maybe you'll forget about uh, any your woes, and uh, you can relax and, and uh, kick back and eat your White Castle and wash it down with some whiskey. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Will, Will says, a shot of hot sauce or wasabi or sauce. Well, to oh. each their own, it's... They're your, they're your insides. <laughs> Be safe, y'all. Says Ange and, and Judy. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for joining us. Y'all are beautiful. Bye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>